Jess. Hey guys. And Mama Kay. Hello. And tonight we are doing Run, the new uh, Hulu original film 2020, as of, as of we've been trying to do. Uh, it's directed by Anish Chaganti, uh, who has only made one other feature, which is the movie Searching, which I love. I love that movie. I think uh, oh, he did Searching? Too, yeah. And we saw that together, I- right? I, I don't remember if we saw that one together. I saw that at least once in theater, so we might have saw it again. I've seen that three or four times. I love that movie. Nicole that was like such a good too. movie. That was the best movie of the summer. Did that come out last year or two years ago? It came out two years ago. That was I think that was like the end of the movie past days was, yeah. was searching. Oh, that was the best Cer- movie of the summer. Yeah, that's one of the, like people know the unfriended movies where like the whole thing is shot like just on the computer screen, like it's just from one person's computer screen, and that's this one. That one stars a uh, John Cho, and um, oh, it's just so good. It's like it's it's so inventive, and uh, this is this is his follow up film, uh, which is a similar thrillerish kind of movie. It stars Sarah Paulson and Kira Allen. Um, I didn't know a whole lot going in. I just saw that reviews were decent, and it was from the director of Searching. So I was like, "All right, gotta give, gotta get this on the list." Um, okay, do you know anything about that's going in? Yeah, no. I mean, I was, I thought it was maybe a shortened version of Run Lola Run because it's only one run, no Lola. No, it's nothing also, like Run Lola no Run running. at all. Yeah, no not German. <laughs> no time, no time loops. Nothing. Uh, and Jess, Zero any- running. Don't forget about that part. <laughs> yeah, not a ton of running. Uh, you know anything about it, Jess? Uh, no, the usual. Didn't know anything. Well, this is what <laughs> runs. About. This is what run is about. A homeschooled teenager begins to suspect her mother is keeping a dark secret from her. Nice and simple. So, if you have any interest in that thrillerish, uh, ninety minutes long on Hulu, new, getting good reviews for the most part. So, go check it out if any of that interests you. Because we're going to spoil it now. We rate things here at Films with Women in My Life based on four criteria, and those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. The movie begins with Diane, who is Sarah Paulson's character, and she uh, gives birth to a prematurely born daughter, uh, and we only see a brief glimpse of that before we cut 17 years later to a her wheelchair-bound daughter, Chloe, uh, and she is chronically ill with all these problems, which they put up on the screen uh, before they show the final thing is uh i think it's uh, paralysis where it prevents you from being able to walk or uh all these other things and the last words run hence the title and then that's how we get that nice little jumping off in uh chloe is uh, gonna go off to school or at least she's trying to she's awaiting an acceptance letter from the university of washington uh but we learn how protective diane is of chloe doesn't really let her leave the house we learn that she doesn't really let her use the phone or the internet. Uh, she homeschools her, makes all of her meals pretty much there. She has a large garden. So very insular, protective life. They live kind of secluded in the woods. Um, it's kind of far out from a town. So that's, uh, that's what we learn about their living situation. And one day, Chloe finds in a bag of groceries a pill, Trigoxin, which she's like, uh... Why does this have my mother's name and not my name? And she's giving me, you know, one of the dozen pills she gives me a day. This seems, uh, this seems something suspicious. Chloe's a, a smart kid. So she does some digging and finds out that the pill is not meant for her. It's meant for something else. And so she starts to learn small little weird things that her mom is doing that, uh, is, doesn't seem, doesn't seem right. And, uh, it's going to spiral out into something, something more sinister, uh, that, don't want to give anything else away before we go to Jess. What do you think of the plot of this movie? 
Uh, so when I first started watching this, like the first 10 minutes, I was like, I think this is going to be a really good movie. Like it, it just, the plot just seemed cool. The characters seemed cool. Uh, it was shot really well. It just seemed like, you know, a good 2020 solid film. I think I, it ended not great, but it started really strong. Um, and the, I know the exact place where it started turning for me. And it's funny because it's with a break when she breaks her arms down the stairs. That's when it all turned for me. And I was like, all right, this isn't good anymore. Um, Interesting. We're curious to why you think that's the bad, the bad turning point. That's that just where pretty much it's, halfway into the movie. Yeah, that's just where it, it just starts going from a good quality film to like a, a normal-ish film and very predictable. But for the most part, um, I was entertained. I liked it. I thought it went by really fast. Like I paused it and I thought we were like kind of in the middle-ish. And I realized I only had like 20 minutes left. And I was like, oh, this went by a lot faster than I thought. I like I like the characters. Um, they're really fun. It It is predictable, but that's kind of expected with this kind of movie. Um, but overall, I, I would watch it again. So I give it, um, I want to give it a four, but I think the ending was just not great for me. So I'm going to bump it down to a three, five. Interesting that you don't like the, you like the beginning, first half more than the second half. Uh, well, okay. What do you think of the plot? Yeah, I was, I'm with Jess in that it seemed it went by really quickly and it was, you know, it's as suspenseful. It had, it, it had not really twists and turns, so to speak, but there was a lot of things that you had to sort of un- unravel and you're following along with Chloe as she's unraveling the mystery of this. Toward the end, there is a little bit of a weird turn that's strange for me, but um, I didn't have a problem with the ending like just did. I almost did. And then when I realized what was actually happening in the ending, I was like, oh, I like this much better than what I thought it was going to do. So and it seems very, you know, as I'm watching, I'm like, this is like misery. Has this, you know, has this girl never watched misery? You need to, that's, this is, this is all of this happening right now. Oh my gosh. Uh, and it's really weird. Now. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just doesn't remember movies. She forgets them after a few days. <laughs> yeah. I, it just, things kept coming up that just reminded me of it. I mean, there was one point where she was making a phone call um, and the person uh, said what t- what town are you trying to get a hold of and she said someplace in Maine and I was like well that seems awkward this all this all seems very west coast to me and not Maine like and um and then the pharmacist's name was Kathy Bates and I was like <laughs> okay that's like from misery so uh some I guess some you know I guess this person's a Stephen King fan the person who yes the, well the call movie. is to the call example is Dairy Maine which is where it takes place so Stephen King stuff throughout here oh okay yeah all right so this is making sense to me um but I mean it's kind of a straightforward thriller you're finding your things are unraveling as you're going along and you're finding out things just as as the character is finding finding them out too which um which I liked um and I'm probably with Jess on a three and a half, not because I'm knocking it down from a four, but more, more of the, maybe if there was a mo- a year that had a lot more movies in it, this would be different for me. But I think at three and a half, it's pretty good for right now. It's uh, I, I, I'm kind of on board with you guys. I think it's more consistent throughout. Like, I don't, I like the end. I might like the ending more. Like, I think it might get better for me as it goes. It's pretty pedestrian in like, it's a story that I've heard a lot. Like, there, there's yeah. a Hulu series that came out, The Act, which is about uh, that girl uh, who was, who had her, her name mom, was Gypsy, like, right? 
Yeah, gyp- the Gypsy Gypsy Rose Blanchard story. Right. If anyone knows that Lynch story, by proxy. Yeah, it's it's a very it's very similar to that. So, like it's like the, that's why the first half I'm like I kind of saw versions of this all before. I think this is well made in that it's really tight. Um, the scenes are tense from scene to scene, and that's why I think it feels like it goes so fast because you're interested yeah. the whole time. You don't get you don't get bored. When you get bored is when things drag, and then you know by the time we're at the you know the the reveal happens, and they, we find out the mom is has been uh, is keeping her captive, which we learned slowly, and then to the extent of which she's kept her captive, we learn by the end. But it's a it's a pretty simple and tight story, uh, and I think it keeps your attention all the way through. It's nothing groundbreaking or amazing. It's just a really uh, simple simple tight narrative uh, with not a lot of not even a lot of holes. Uh, I guess we'll have to talk more about the ending. Maybe we'll have more disagreement or. Th- things that we like or didn't like about that. So I'll, I'll stick with the three, five as well for now. Um, there's two characters plus a couple others. It's really Diane and Chloe. Uh, I mean, Tom is, is around the mailman. Um, Mm -hmm. and you can say, you could say the prescription store person or maybe a nurse or doctor or two, but let's keep it to the two main characters. And I guess if you want to throw Tom in there, he's the next most screen time Poor Tom. Uh, uh, okay. What do you think of these characters? Is he poor Tom though? I think we, that that might be the problem with the movie for me is that it might have gotten a better plot um, rating if we knew what, really what happened to Tom because Tom is the mailman. Oh, and... I know what happened to Tom. Yeah, well, what do you? There's no mystery <laughs> what happened to Tom. <laughs> it's not about the mystery about what happened to Tom. It's about the fact that it happened to Tom, and then we still go on with the story like no one's looking for Tom or no one's suspicious about what happened to Tom. He's the mailman for a rural route. Everyone's gonna miss him, like literally everyone. So when, once once he get meets his, well, demise, how long has it been? A day? Like yeah, I'm like, say it's only the not same even. Day. Yeah, like maybe been... after. No, it's been like a day. Like maybe three. Like, like maybe after enough... three days, they get they get suspicious, but. I don't think so. What did she do with that big ass mail truck? I mean, I don't know. I that was. It doesn't that was take more than a day to a hide a mail truck in a body. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I think that. Brandon's actually like done this before. <laughs> you're, you're, <laughs> how yeah, like, how long is it going to take you truck. to drive a mail tr- truck and like hide it for like I don't know, for like what a couple miles up the road? I mean, she got to where they got in a in her wheelchair. No. It couldn't have been that far. This is what. Like, Okay, this is what happens with rural male people. If you are not getting your, if if Betty down the road a mile and a half or two miles or whatever is not getting her mail by Tom by 4 p.m., Betty has a lot to say about that. And she's going to be calling people <laughs> and there's going to be a problem. People are going to be out looking for Tom. It's going to be Sheriff, Sheriff Jim and, you know, his deputy Bob, but they're all going to be out looking for him. So, okay, well, Sheriff I, Jim and Jeffrey Bob are also <laughs> sitting back, smoking cigarettes, and eating donuts at the place, and they're not in any rush. If we're if we're gonna go with this rural small town stereotype, I don't think there's a rush to find. I don't this know. Guy. I don't know. Tom is the the third part of that threesome, and man, they're gonna miss him something fierce. So, anyway, besides that, <laughs> let's. Yeah, you didn't want to go down that. You know, talking about other characters, but that no, was that's my a problem. Ridiculous with that. hang up. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so the two main characters, you you got the mom and then you've got you've got Chloe and I mean, Sarah Paulson can always pull off a really good um sort of diabolical character, I think. She's just really flat in this for me because I don't know, they they show her at the beginning that she's in this little mom situation where everyone's talking about how sad they're going to be when their kids go off to college and and then these, it seems like she has a relationship with people that are sort of in their community and village, but 
not really because she's been keeping her kid, you know, at home. It's, it's hard. I don't know. I'm, I'm not buying that part. I'm not buying like the major overall premise of that. So, um, her, I don't know. She's, she's really not it for me in this. Um, she's either not crazy enough or she's too flat. Um, but the daughter, Chloe, I mean, this, this girl, she's, she's it. She's, she makes the whole movie. Uh, she's really believable and how she reacts to things. Mainly I'm really, uh, you know, I can, I can see that happening. Her character gets a little out there when she decides to go on the roof. I mean, this girl's paralyzed from the waist down and she decides to go out on the roof. And I wasn't sure what she was trying to do at the time. That was actually one long scene where I was not really sure what was happening. So, uh, but otherwise, I believe that, you know, she can be in this situation. It's very believable. And I think that the actress does a really great job with this character. So... Having said that, there's only two of them, so I have to split it down the middle. I'll give them a three. What do you think, Jess? I think characters is the strongest piece for me. I'll probably give it a four. Um, my favorite is Chloe. She is so resourceful, like my mama Kay said, how she just broke out the window and basically climbed around her house to get to the other window and break that with her scientific project and water in her mouth. Like, <laughs> did you know what she was Love doing there at all? Um, I mean, I had no, no and idea I don't even know happening. if it's actually a thing. <laughs> right. I don't care. It's so good. It's so resourceful. And like, like the, the scene is good. Like, it is. It's. It- and then when, um, she was on the computer, she realized like her mom cut off the internet. So then instead she, she did what I was thinking in her head, and I was like, you need to call a pharmacy. That's what I would do. And then she did, and then she – it was a mistake because they automatically knew it was her mom. So she called another pharmacy, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. And then, you know, she got – she was going to get billed for it. But then she called a random number, which I never would have thought of, and it worked for her. Yeah. It was brilliant. So she is really resourceful, which makes me question, like, how she got to this point without ever questioning anything. Like, when you watch, like, the act, Gypsy was, like, super innocent, super naive. Um, mm-hmm. But Chloe just seems like, you know, a, a girl that you just see down the street. Like, just someone who has been exposed to, like, normal human behavior rather than being locked up by her mom. So that's yeah. the only piece that I thought was a little strange for the movie it was. Plus, I mean, she should know that she should be expecting college letters. Like, I would... I'd be really surprised that, you know, this brainiac here is not that either her mom messed it up or something went wrong with the mail. Like I would probably start calling the colleges and just asking myself. So things like that make it a little unbelievable. I think that's probably nitpicking the movie too much, which I don't really like when people do. But that's just one thing that I noticed. Other than that, like every everything she thinks of, like swallowing that poison and uh Getting the mailman aside by her. She's just like the, the smartest, most resourceful girl. Um, so I'll give her props for that. I disagree with you, Mama Kay. I think Sarah Paulson was just the perfect amount of crazy. She didn't seem crazy at all from the beginning. Like the movie let on. She seemed like a n- normal mom just taking care of her sick kid. But then once you see her walk down the basement after she killed the mailman and saw like her crazy <laughs> really shine through. And then you're like, oh, yep, yeah, no, she's the true maniac. I think that she did a good job, too. And if she was able to hide all of this from her daughter for so long, then she has mastered the crazy very well. 
Yeah, I can see that. I, I Kira Allen, the actress playing Chloe, who this is like her first major role, is really, really good in this. Uh, like her alone is a, is a five. She carries every scene when it's just her. Her resourcefulness is really be- she. I find her really believable. When you look at if and that's what's you know not why the plot's not like amazing is if you expand the world to well why why is she now just realizing it or why do the small town folk not find it? like these are very nitpicky nitpicks that bring the plot from being amazing to to fine but her performance sells everything when she's doing it and i like her her like you know it's it's weren't spoiler she her victorious end and her somewhat yeah. revengeful end i i really cuz by the time this ends i'm like i'm really when when this was ending i was like i'm really worried about how they end this because like I need like a satisfying conclusion and I don't always get satisfying conclusions in a thriller, especially like a smaller one like this where like it didn't get a bunch of advertising buzz and, you know, Sarah Paulson, people recognize the face, but she's not really a name. I guess people probably know her from that ratchet, ratchet show now. I always say ratchet when I like I I recognize her face just from Netflix telling me to watch ratchet or whatever it is. (laughs) Yeah. So she's really good, which brings me to Sarah Paulson, who I've seen in like a dozen things. And I, I just think she's not a good actress. Um, she's fine in this. For her, she's really good in this. Uh, for her, this is like one of her better performances. But other than one movie I saw earlier this year where she's opposite Mark Duplass, so the easiest you know role you could have at acting uh, off of him. Other than that, I've never seen her in anything where I'm like, ah, oh, she was good, or like I'd either forget her or like it sticks out to me that she's not good. So she's yeah. fi- she's a fine. As like this almost campy B B movie uh, over the top villain, like a B movie Kathy Bates. Um, so I guess that I guess she works well enough in that respect. But I I mean she's fi- she's good for her, but she's still Sarah Paulson. I don't think she's that good of an actress. So um, I, I you know, Chloe's great, perfect perfect synco for her performance, and Sarah Sarah Paulson's performance will drag it down to still a, a four. I think the characters are actually good and they work well together. Um, so the visual and sound, uh, you know, small subtle things in this movie more than big over the top things. Uh, back to you, uh, who's I think it's Jess, back to you. What do you think of the yeah. visual and sound? I think the visual and sound is kind of maybe what breaks me here. Like I said, I mentioned before, it started going downhill for me when uh, she fell down the stairs and she broke every arm in her, every bone in her arm and then she cracked them <laughs> back into place. <laughs> no, she, she cracked every bone in her arm when she fell down the stairs and cracked them back into shape and just started kept going whatever she was doing like wait did that happen i missed that she She fell down down the stairs stairs, and then her arms were like all like raveled and weird and then she just cracked them back and started i didn't get the impression she broke them i thought she was i didn't either yeah i i thought her arms were just all twisted and wrangled and stuff maybe i i saw that wrong but i that's... I well, they were bruised and cut up from the window and the falling down the stairs. But I and I assume she yeah. was like shocked from falling down the stairs. But I didn't think they were literally. Bro- I didn't think they were broken. I guess. Yeah. It was that in the hospital scene. I didn't really like. I thought that was really unrealistic. Like the way the doctors treated her and the way did the nurses talk to her. Um, I just thought that's when it started getting a bit phony. Like when she wrote "mom" down on the notepad well first the nurse was like you, you can't do anything except but here's a crayon and i was like i don't i don't know if that's how really how it would go down but sure 
Um, <laughs> well, you can't have a sharp object, so you have to do a dull object. Or they, I they should nice do like the, I, like I think at least they do the thing that where you start blinking when you say a letter, and you keep going through the alphabet. Um, yeah, I've anyway. seen that before. That would, but then you can't have the scene where she comes back in and it says "mom" written down, and you know it doesn't have that same effect. <laughs> yeah. So again, I I just find the whole medical thing pretty unbelievable. Um. Anyway, she wrote "mom" on the pad, and I. To me, I would think, like, oh, she wants her mom because, you know, she's a scared 18-year-old. And then the nurse automatically thinks, like, the opposite. Like, oh, her mom did this to her when everyone said it was a suicide. So I thought that motive was pretty unbelievable. Like, maybe if there was one other clue that would hint that the mom was uh, being harmful, like, the nurse could put the two together. But I thought just that one uh, it's, uh, really it's not that she was missing, me. and it was it's that she was missing because there was that code emergency thing. That's how you know. I I, I bought through. I that. mean, I don't think she was missing. She could have just been getting coffee or something. Like it's not like she where couldn't is... get coffee. She, she 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 was be- <laughs> she couldn't just talk talking about the mom. You're talking no, the about mom. <laughs> you guys yeah, but when she people. she finds the note that says mom when she's been when she's missing from the room. And she's oh. like, "Where did the patient go?" And then everyone's like, "I, I, she did, she should be there." And then they're like, "She can't move anywhere." And then she sees mom. And yeah, then like, oh, I, I still, th- the mom I still think that's a stretch. Her. Like, I would have thought, like, yeah. you know, I want my mom, or can you bring my mom in the room? I want to talk to my mom. I never I, think. I agree like, with that because she right, would have written right. mom. Be- she would have written mom before the whole thing because she was using the crayon. She, she th- there's no way that Sarah Paulson's character would have let her like go ahead finish your writing and then I'll <laughs> extubate you and then pull you out of the room. So yeah, um, and then I guess that's I'll a, jump to my least favorite part, which is uh, the very the last scene where Sarah Paulson has this horrible wig on. It's just the wig for me. Like, that gray witch hair, that was so fake. And the, the mom was all of a sudden, like, mute or something and, and couldn't talk. Like, yeah. I, I didn't like that at all. And then uh, Chloe was just rubbing in her face how good of a life that she has, that she's normal and has kids and is married. I I don't, I don't know. I didn't buy that. I really, it was starting to go downhill for me just because the hospital scene just seemed... A little fake and just cheapish, um, and then the very last scene just kind of did it for me. Like it, I didn't like the ending at all. You know, the visuals could have enhanced the way that that was last done, but so I, I'll probably give it wasn't terrible. So I'll, I'll give it a three. What do you think, Mom? Okay, I actually I'm probably gonna give this the highest grade for the movie. Jess and I are on opposite ends of this sounds like tonight um yeah i i liked the way the story's told i mean it's in such a small area of course it's in this just this house but there's so many there's so many little things from the way the doors slam and you know her not being able to you know get outside and their little garden that has like all these really weird lights on them it's it's all very you kind of have to really buy into this insular setting and I do and it does but it doesn't look creepy weird it just looks you know a little it looks everything looks a little off to me and and that's kind of how the whole thing the whole thing is I I, I like that but there was one part one 
auditory thing that was really bothersome is when, you know, she started thinking that there was something wrong and they had that sound that sounds like a moose that like sound. What point is that in? It's, it's when it's, it's throughout, like, there's like 15 minutes of it where she's, she's getting, she's just getting the, the little bits of something is wrong. Like why, you know, something is going on with this prescription and, and then it starts up again when the mom's in the garden and she's trying to make the phone call and she calls the person that, you know, she doesn't know. And there's like, and it's trying to give you this anticipatory you know, it's like, and they use it in a lot of uh, it does, It movies. didn't stick out to me. I don't remember that part. Oh, and it's just so weird. Or I don't it, remember that sound. Yeah. Yeah. If you went back, you, they, yeah, they used a lot. And then just, I don't know. I liked, I liked the way things looked. I liked the way things sounded. That was probably, it, it kind of kept me on the edge of my seat without having any sort of, you know, any like moments where I wanted to turn the sound down because it was getting too creepy for me. And you know that that's an issue for me. So, um, yeah, I thought, I thought that was the, this particular thing was the best part of the movie. I'm going to give it a four. I like, uh, that. I mean, and the whole time as, as it got more on, it started to feel more like throwback slasher B movie, which I was looking for in this is the tone I got from the beginning. Um, and the, that's why I like the second half more is it felt too, um, serious and trying to be realistic in the beginning and that's not really what i wanted i wanted it to be a more over-the-top thriller and that's why i think even though sarah paulson not a great actress she fits for this because her her cornering the girl in the basement and like her manic teary-eyed crazy reactions like that is bad acting but it's good in a movie like this where (laughs) she's chained up in the basement and she finds the box with the pictures of her real parents right and the and the acceptance letter like that's so cheesy but i like i like um that's the style they're going for and that's why when we get to the hospital stuff and the eventual end it's it's how i wanted it to end it the, the conclusion is the ending i like it's pretty pretty close to the ending i wanted i was worried that um she was gonna the, the mom was gonna die or that like yeah she would forgive her or like there, there's something unsatisfying the the ending for me is super satisfying which is hard because like it's I I didn't I didn't know if it was gonna go that way. Um, but did you it see looks, the twist? It looks. Did either of you see the twist coming that she that wasn't that she was stolen from the hospital as a baby that it wasn't her real daughter? Yeah, about halfway through, I kind of figured that. Jess, did you think it was gonna be stolen? I didn't, but I should have. But I don't think it was like a huge revelation that that happened. Yeah, hmm. the, the I I I I thought that that would be the thing that 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 would be that would be part of it because it would make it even more um it would make her more more villainous right yeah if if she if she were just overprotective there would still be a shred of uh like a poor mom thing but like no she's she's a horrible monster like there's no there should be no empathy for her well killing the mailman was pretty bad i mean (laughs) Well, it I had think to be done. kidnapping a girl and <laughs> I think kidnapping the done. girl. <laughs> the mailman thing doesn't bother me as much. And like, I actually like that scene because the mailman's like, actually like, sometimes in these movies you're like, all right, just go back to your mom. No. Like, I don't know what, like, keep, like, keep her. Yeah. Yeah. He that, was, were, Jess, weren't you worried about that? Turn on her. That shit happens all the time. I was these, so worried about movies. that because that's exactly what happens in these films. Like, oh, you're, you know, your mom It's so annoying. Best. I hate when home. they do that. 
Yeah. And he he's kind of like toying with it, but in the end he does. He's like like I, you can follow us to the hospital, but like I he she needs to ride with me. Like she doesn't feel safe even after all of her threats. He he st- he you know he stays listening to the victim in this case, and then even asks her the hospital or police. Like she he he sticks with the victim, which is a good yeah. a good thing. And then obviously she gets her gets her stabbing in. <laughs> well, uh, did I even give a visual on something? I'm gonna give it like a three five. I think it's like a solid, like slightly above average for what it's going for. Uh, it fits the mood. Um, we'll just keep going with the with this end here, though. Uh, yeah. The overall resonance and feel. We kind of already talked about everything that happened. Mama K, what do you give the resonance feel? I mean, this was this was good for what it was, and I could see myself watching it again just to kind of, I don't know, get a few get a few of the nuances. Uh, the resonance and feel is good. The things that are wrong with the movie are things that Jess would hate because they are nitpicky things. Uh, the mailman for me. The um, <laughs> also the fact that she's you know she's been chained down into the basement, and the thing that really gets her pissed off is that her mom has been you know, hoarding her letters from colleges of, of acceptance. And I was like, that yeah. fits perfectly. I knew that was going to be the thing that made her maddest because that fixed the whole yeah, I knew that too. throwback thriller element is that like all these horrible things are happening. And then like, that's like the inciting incident that we learn about her character at the beginning. I want to go to this college and like, she's watching the videos and she's checking the mail every day. And that's the thing that sets her off. That makes sense to me. Yeah, but there was way too much foreshadowing of that, and when it finally happened, I was just like, uh, duh. Um, also, I didn't see her- <laughs> For such a smart girl, she should have figured that out a long time ago. Yeah, and she was, and she was she was a little a little less um, precocious than I think a, somebody that who's been in that position would be like, you know, she's been very sheltered, and- you know, it didn't quite fit a little bit, I guess. Um, but good for what it was. Resonance and feel for me is probably a three. Uh, what do you got, Jess? And then I also am curious, since you didn't like the ending, how would you have preferred this go at the end here? Yeah, Brennan, I'm surprised that you're giving it such ratings because I would have thought you thought it was more predictable and would have thought it was like more boring or it should have had like a bigger twist mm-hmm. and stuff. I don't know how I thought it would have ended because I'm honestly a little over the what is this? It's called like Munchausen by yeah. proxy yeah. syndrome. I feel like we've I've watched at least like three or four of these already, and I feel like I'm kind of over <laughs> this. Yeah. Um, it was it was really interesting the first two times, and when you keep seeing a movie like this, you're like, okay, I know how it's gonna end. The mom's gonna get in trouble or go to jail or die, and then the daughter's gonna figure out what's gonna happen and have justice, and everyone's gonna love her. Um, and that kind of is what happened here. I don't know what they could have done to make it more compelling for me. It, I just feel like it was predictable and I saw it happening. And then it just seemed like the quality of the movie just went a little downhill. I mean, I'm not saying that it's bad. I feel like I'm, I'm talking worse than what it actually was. Like, again, it was a really fast uh, watch for me, which meant I was super engaged mm-hmm. the entire time. I'm between like a three five and a four for the resonance and feel. I'll probably go down to a three five just because I'm I'm over watching this theme and I'd rather <laughs> some something a little bit more different. But it it was still very engaging and it did have the thrill. I am effect. with you that I this is this is I'm good on the Munchausen by proxy syndrome stories for a bit. I, I'm full. Um, what I like more about this than the act or it's also based on a documentary, mommy dead and dearest. And that's a real story. So you have to stick within the, you can only take so much Liberty with that. And I think this is just so much 
more satisfying than that story because that story it's it's real so you have to stick with like what really happened but like the mom and that spoiler for anyone who doesn't know that series of things that happened so you know pause this right here fast forward to the end if you haven't heard that but in that story uh the daughter kills the mom with the help of a boyfriend and then they go on the run and then they go into trial and she's still in jail it's just so sloppy and annoying that like when it's told in a dramatic form like if something like that happened in this one i'd be so pissed if like she if the daughter was in trouble for something and if the mom either got away with it or even worse just died and like there's just no justice because death isn't justice in this case like that's the most annoying part about a lot of these where the bad guy gets killed at the end that's not really justice like they need there needs to be some sort of some sort of uh continuing continuing punishment which is what we get in this one where she's getting fed the yeah. pills from the daughter that she was gonna give her in the original that's why she can't talk i figured she was like probably paralyzed from that fall but she also is getting drugged up by the the daughter who keeps giving her the pills that she was giving her so it's like it's a really good that's what uh, yeah that's what yeah. she snuck those pills in I didn't um, realize that the daughter is visiting her so frequently. I I thought it was yeah. like you know once every couple months. Well, that's the thing. Three pills at once a month is. I don't know that that's going to do. Well, it. I was it yeah, I don't month? know if it was I, every day. I, I, it was I assumed more it was like. Yeah, I didn't think it was that. No, frequent. because when she came in, when she was coming in, and she had to go through the metal. The daughter comes in. She has to go through a metal detector to get into the hospital slash psych ward or whatever it is um said okay um we'll see you next month or something like that it was there was there was a time frame that they put around it Hmm. so i i i didn't catch i mean that's yeah that's possible i guess but i it's still a satisfaction and that's another thing and like it's um some of the actions of the characters aren't perfect and like if you're trying to like if you're either trying to put the town in the real world or if you're trying to put this girl's too if she's so smart why did she figure it out earlier and really they're gonna get away with it this long it just fits better in a movie world than like a real story a real story is yeah, an, yeah. it's annoying to have the townspeople come looking all of a sudden it's annoying for there to be a trial and like on the run stuff it's much more satisfying when it's 90 minutes of tight story that I get and I get a satisfying conclusion and that's that's really what I was looking for with this, and it, I think it delivers that really well. Um, if it were tried to be anything more or anything different, I would have found it sloppy and irritating. Um, this is tight, and I, I I look for tight in my thrillers. So uh, I'm not like a. Thr- why is it called Run? I'm really annoyed by that. But she, I'm sorry. she's just running for the mom. Run. I don't get why it has a period at the end. Like, what's the? It was, well, it, it's for? in the beginning. It's stylized in that in that long. Um, in those paragraphs uh, where they yeah where they have arrhythmia right. and uh, diabetes paralysis and um I don't I don't know why they chose that but again like I, who knows if that was even the title studio movies they change the title all the time so maybe they just thought run thriller movie that would makes it look appeasing to the target audience i don't know I, I don't, it's whatever um i'm a, like a like a three ish or maybe even a, like a three or a three five it's not a stick with you movie it's just a really good watch at, at the time and i think this girl kira allen who really is in a wheelchair in real life uh so that's that's a rare representation mm, okay. on screen uh, i think she's got a lot of roles in front of her because she's really good in this uh let's see are we gonna recommend this start with you jess you're recommending run yeah, I would recommend it. I think it's like a quality like Hulu original. Like I don't think I don't know if it would be in theaters. Eh, it maybe it would, but I think it's like a high quality uh, TV or what, it, what are they called? The originals, just because there's so much 
mm-hmm. trash out there. It's actually like one that's really worth watching. Um, it's a good streaming level movie. <laughs> a good streaming level movie. Um, and again, like I've said, it was a quick watch. I was engaged the entire time. I never once was bored. I was questioning some stuff and some things to me like didn't fit right, but it definitely had the thriller appeal to it, which is you know why I particularly liked it. Um, so I would recommend it. Okay. Yeah, I'm torn. I'm thinking, you know, during this time frame, I'll probably recommend it because there's not a whole lot to watch. Any other time, I would probably say no. If this was theatrical release, I would definitely say not to waste your money on it. Um, Having said that, I think you're right about this lead actress. I think that I would watch her in in other things. Um, This is hopefully a really good jumping off point for her career. So um, I'm going to give it a not recommend, though. Oh wow! I was not expecting that. Yeah, that's I think that's a really that's pretty harsh. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a quality movie. It's 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 nothing special. It's nothing you're gonna remember, but it is an enjoyable ninety minutes while you're watching it. And it's it's sometimes like you know I like the big thinking concept highfalutin movies, uh, but I I also like just regular movies that are just good. Like they just they work with themselves. Like they they have uh, they fit the tone it's going for. It's got good engagement. It's just a really well constructed film it doesn't uh it doesn't need to push beyond its limits and if you're just looking for a thriller to kill time this is this is a good one when we say movies that people be like oh you can just put it on and have it on in the background pick something like this this is so much better than some of the other things that we talk about on here that are similar but are just like like real trashy i think this is tight um and it's a nice three and a half star movie uh so two recommends and one not recommend for run. Uh, it's yeah. interesting. I'm very surprised you didn't recommend this. Don't know why anyone <laughs> would dislike this. Um, but that is uh, that is that episode. We've got a couple more in uh, November, right before we get to uh, all of our all of our big stuff in December, like the draft show, our tops, our top uh, fives of the year superlatives. Uh, and we also have the host pick for December coming up. Since Jess won't be on the next show, she will announce her pick tonight. Well, Jess, it's host pick coming up. What are you going to have us watch? So originally I had something in mind for like the past couple weeks because I know my turn was coming up next. And I was pretty sure I was going to do it. But then two days ago, oh. I watched I watched this little movie. And I'm I'm also afraid Brennan and Nicole might have watched it because it's all, it's all over my TikTok. But um that's where okay. I got the idea from. But it's a 10-minute movie called If Anything Happens, I Love You. And I watched it, and I was like, this is going to be my host pick. <laughs> a 10-minute movie called If Anything Happens, I Love You. I'll have to ask Nicole if she's wow. that. I have not. I was going to make a prediction that this host pick was even shorter than your last, because yours progressively get uh, <laughs> short, shorter watches. <laughs> Eventually, we'll be reviewing a literal five-second TikTok. But, well, um, I was... So what, I wanted to say what I originally was going to um, have you guys watch, but I'm, I might save it for the next time I'm chosen, so I'll still keep that a secret. Yeah, save that for a rainy day. Um, okay. So where can this be watched, Jess? Netflix. There you go. Ten, uh, ten minute Netflix movie. And what's it, what's it called one more time? If Anything Happens, I Love You. 
If Anything Happens, I Love You on Netflix streaming right now. So go check that out before we have that episode in a little over a week. That will be an interesting topic. Uh, we haven't done a short in a while. Um, so if you have anything to recommend to us, we're going to have slots opening up in the first uh, couple of months of the new year, uh, especially with the state of theaters and streaming stuff. So films with the women in my life on Facebook. You can reach out to me on Instagram, Brennan underscore pod host. Email the show filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. And we are also on Twitter at filmswomenpod. And that's going to do it for Run. Thank you guys for being on. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Till next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore pod host, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies. Thank <laughs> you.